the Bush Podcast. The Beating Around the Bush Podcast is an extension of the Beating Around the Bush column that appears weekly in the Carroll Newsletter and are simply my opinions, my observations, and the usual ramblings of an old sports writer. Episode 34, entitled, If It's Unwritten, Then Why Do We Break It? Well, what we're talking about today is we're going to talk about some other things too as we go along, but one thing I've had on my mind, and you know a lot of times or most of the time when we do these podcasts, we talk about, you know, a lot of local things that are going on, and that's the way I've always tried to do it. That's the way I've tried to keep my column that appears uh, weekly in the Carroll Newsletter, as you just heard on the disclaimers. We started this podcast, but I, I do that because I think it's what people, when they pick up the newspaper, for example, are more interested in hearing. They're more interested in hearing what's going on around them instead of what's happening in the real world. But... You've heard me say often on this podcast, and you've seen me write about it often in uh, my column, that uh, there are things sometimes outside, you know, that I watch that are not local, you know, like baseball. I watch baseball every opportunity that I can get. Actually, I kind of almost had two baseball games going at one time uh, the other night. Thankfully, they were kind of staggered as uh, one started earlier than the other, so I could watch kind of the end of one and the beginning of the other and flip back and forth and not miss as much as you think you might miss. But, uh, you know, Tennessee uh, baseball uh, last weekend and uh, the Braves at the same time. So I did that, but the thing that's on my mind is the fact that I watch a lot of baseball, I'm familiar with what happens a lots of times in a baseball game. And you heard the title uh, talking about if it's unwritten, then why do we break them? If they're unwritten rules, why do we break them? Well, if they're unwritten, you can't really break them now, can you? But there's a lot of uh, unwritten rules in the game of baseball. And I thought in some of the time I have allotted, and I may a little bit later on in this podcast, since this is a Monday that I'm uh, recording this particular podcast that the district tournaments will start this Thursday. So maybe you'll have a chance to hear it before you get to uh, uh, those Thursday games. But anyway, we're going to talk about those unwritten rules because I have an opinion on the unwritten rules. Now I'm a baseball purist. Okay. That meaning uh, if I'm a baseball purist, I, I believe in the old way of playing. For example, the uh, designated hitter. I have two thoughts on the designated hitter. One is that uh, I'm glad that both leagues are now using the designated hitter. But I'm not totally in favor of the designated hitter. I just think it's a different game when the pitchers are forced to hit. Uh, it's the old way that the game used to be played. And I, like I said, I'm a baseball purist, so I like that style of play as opposed to uh, the style now with the designated hitter. But now I also understand why you have a designated hitter. Uh, I think this got a little ridiculous as far as the lower levels go when you start talking about designated hitter because, you know, the high schools use it, but they don't, they don't really need it that much because usually you got your best nine players out there. Uh, it does give you an opportunity maybe to start a defensive player 
at a certain position and uh, get an extra bat in the lineup. So maybe somebody that's a light hitting player, like I was when I played, you know, I would have been a good candidate for a designated hitter, but they didn't have that back in those days. But, you know, is it really necessary uh, in college? Is it necessary in high school? Uh, maybe not. But anyway, they have it. But in the pros, the designated hitter is usually uh, assigned to the pitcher. Now, I, I'd have to go back and look because I now that I think about it, is there a rule that says you have to use a designated hitter for the pitcher? Well, I don't know. But, you know, most people are going to do that anyway because your pitcher's are not used to hitting, although probably at one time in high school, uh, one time in college, they were probably pretty good hitters. But hitting major league pitching is totally different. But, you know, that's just one of those things that, uh, you know, that uh, I, I'm glad both leagues are using designated here. But if uh, I had my uh, say in the matter, I would think that, both leagues should not use a designated hitter. They should let the pitchers hit both leagues. But since they uh, are not going to listen to me, I'm glad they both are using it. But what I'm getting around to is uh, I believe in the way the game used to be played. Not that it's all that much different now. It is a little different, but maybe not that much. Uh, more offensive type game, and that's one reason to use the uh, designated hitter to create more offense. Which that's what fans want to see, but also like, like a well pitched game. And uh, I like it just as good as I do a well hit game or an offensive game. I like to see a pitcher work the hitters. I like to see him. I, I'm all the time uh, when I'm watching a game on television. I'm sitting there trying to guess what the next pitch is going to be, uh, just like a hitter would be. And of course, I wasn't a great hitter, so I was probably always guessing wrong, but uh, that's when I was in a batter's box. But, there, you know, like I told somebody the other day, when I coached Little League, I couldn't hit that much. But when I coached Little League, all my team knew how to hit because I knew some drills to go through. I knew how to teach it. And so when I'm watching a game and watching a hitter work a batter or a pitcher work a batter, I'm going, you know, hey, it's 2-0. and Is he going to throw him a curveball here? where he's expecting a fastball or is he going to uh, throw him a fastball down the middle and see what happens, you know, and uh, I, I do that a lot, but uh, that's why I say I'm a baseball purist. I just like the game and the strategy and all the stuff involved in it, but baseball has a lot of unwritten rules and I know it's taken me about seven minutes to get to this point, but anyway, that's, that's how you kill time on a podcast. But what I'm getting around to is the unwritten rule, you know, and that's happened quite a bit here recently in some major league games. It happens through the course of a major league season quite often. Uh, one of the examples I quote is, and I don't remember the exact score. I know that San Francisco, uh, the Giants were up nine runs on somebody. And I forget who it was now that they were playing, but the other team complained because the batter, uh, oh no, that was a different situation. The runner was on first, and he stole second. Well, uh, the other manager and some of the other team complained because you're still in the base while you're up nine runs. Now, I've heard this argument in basketball where you're up by 40 points in the second half or something like that, and you're still pressing. Well, that's a different story uh, because you have a clock. The game's going to run out on you. 
Uh, in a basketball game, the clock's going to run out. In a football game, the clock's going to run out. There's a certain point where you can't score enough points in the time you have left on that clock to win the game. Baseball's different. Baseball is totally different because there's no clock. So they complain because the guy stole second. There was another situation where team was up quite a bit, and a guy bunted to get a hit to get on. They complained about that. I've seen complaints about bunting when a guy's got a no-hitter going. And they just think that's that's one of the unwritten rules. And they have all these unwritten rules. And part of the unwritten rules is when a team does something like that, when they flip a bat, there's nothing in the rule book that says you can't flip a bat after a home run. There's nothing in the rule book that says you can't toss it in the air as high as you want it to and, and look over at the other dugout and point and do whatever. There's nothing in the rule book that says you can't do that. Now, basketball, football, some of those other sports, that's taunting. And they have rules for that. But baseball, they don't have rules for that. They celebrate. You know, I remember last year, Tennessee uh, playing Wright State in first round of regional. And a uh, uh, kid hit a home run. Uh, the Gilbert kid hit a home run. Grand slam to win the game. And he flipped his bat and looked at Wright State's dugout. It won the game, and he was excited, and a lot of people got on to Tennessee for doing that and so on. And uh, You know, that's part of the youthful enthusiasm, so to speak. But those are some of the unwritten rules. You don't do that kind of stuff. You know, you don't run around the bases slow after hitting a home run. Unwritten rule. Well, the whole thing I'm trying to get around to is here is I'm going to offer my opinion on those unwritten rules. If it's unwritten, you can't break an unwritten rule. You can't do it. And I have no problem, and I'm kind of like Gabe Kapler, the, the manager of the four, uh, Giants, and I almost said 49ers because that's San Francisco, and there is a 49ers team in San Francisco, but they play football. But the Giants... I'm not opposed to stealing a base up nine runs because as he said, uh, we scored, we've scored nine runs in one inning before the other team might score nine runs in one inning. My point is you don't quit trying to score runs. Now, one thing that I would do, and of course you don't do it in a major league because it's different because everybody's got talent, but now on a high school level, college level, that kind of stuff, uh, where the level of competition not is as extreme or not as uh, more advanced than it is in the pros. You're in a high school game and you're up 10 to nothing in the sixth inning. You know, the game's probably going to be over in a few minutes anyway because it's a 10-run rule. But if you know you got a big lead, play some younger guys. You know, but you don't do that in the major leagues. And I understand why because they all got talent. But there's not a major league team that's not capable of scoring nine runs one inning. So you shouldn't let off the gas. I agree with that. So, but that's one of those unwritten rules. Oh no, you don't do that. Now, guys pitching a no hitter, for example, and you go, you can't bunt because it messes up his no hitter. Well, aren't that's what you're supposed to do? You know, what if it's a one nothing game, and you lay down a bunt, get a hit? You're the tie and run. The goal is to win the game, and uh, as uh a great sportscaster and now a uh, football coach, 
Herm Edwards said one time, you play to win the game. And that's what you do. That's why I don't like these unwritten rules. Uh, I don't like the fact that if a guy hits a home run off of you and he flips his bat and maybe runs a little slower around the bases, now there is a certain level to taunting that I might draw the line on. But that guy or the next guy comes up and you plunk him, you hit him. I don't like that. Uh, That's why they have a lot of bench-clearing fights. Uh, because people are throwing at each other. Baseball can be dangerous. A baseball can hurt. Now, I do agree to a certain extent that if a team does something to show you up, and that should be in a matter of taunting, and, and running the bases after a home run could be considered along those lines. And this is where I would probably agree with baseball's unwritten rules. But don't hit somebody. You know, brush him off the plate, do that kind of stuff, and definitely don't aim at his head. <coughs> Excuse me. If he's wearing a lot of padding, oh, okay, hit him and where the pad is. You know, if you're good enough to hit the outside corner at 95 miles an hour, you're good enough to hit that pad. That was one of those things that bothered me a little bit because, and, and you, if you'll notice that most of the time, it's this guy that, uh, the guy they hit's not even involved. He's not the guy that hit the home run. So why are you taking it out on somebody else? But I just don't like these unwritten rules. I don't like the fact that uh, you go out and you punish somebody else because you broke one of the unwritten rules. Well, if it's unwritten, you can't break it because it's not down on paper anywhere. Let's take, for example, you sit down in the front seat of your car and you prepare to drive off. You decide not to wear your seatbelt. Well, as you're going down the road, a policeman comes by, notices that you don't have your seatbelt on, and he pulls you over and gives you a ticket. Is he allowed to do that? Of course he is, because it's a written rule. It's a rule or a law that says you are required to wear your seatbelt. There's no rule in the major leagues, that you can't steal second if you're leading by nine runs. Why not just quit? If if you're down nine runs and uh, you're mad because the other team's still in the base, why not just quit where you're at? Just just quit because you you know you don't want the other team scoring runs. So what you want them to do is have a cap on how many runs you can score. Maybe that's what they want. Okay, we've scored ten runs in the game. We've scored them in the first two innings but we still have seven innings left to play. And the new rule is you can't score any more runs, but we have seven innings to try to catch up. Is that fair? No, that's a little ridiculous. Is it not? I would think so. But that's, that's baseball. Sometimes, sometimes the, the, the rules have gotten crazy and I don't understand them. And I don't like them. So my point is, if they're unwritten, then you can't break them. Can't break an unwritten rule. Show me on paper where that rule is. You can't because it's unwritten. So why not just play? You know, you want to look at it this way. If a guy steals a base and 
they're ahead by nine runs. My answer to that, if I'm the team that's up by nine runs, is to look over at the dugout. Hey, y'all need to score more. We're, we're doing pretty good over here. What's your problem? You following too many unwritten rules? That's what I'm talking about. That's, that, that's crazy. Because what if you do cap it at 10 runs, like I was talking about earlier, and then the other team comes back and scores 10 runs in one inning? Because I've seen that happen. Because there's no clock. There's only outs. I can remember it in the Atlanta Braves game several years ago where they were down seven runs going into the last inning. The last inning. They only had three outs to play with. And they ended up winning the game. Maybe if you go back and you look at that particular game, and I don't know the details prior to that seventh inning. I remember it being against Cincinnati Reds. Brooks Conrad, they called him Raw Dog because he never did wear any batting gloves, hit a grand slam. That ended winning the game, but the Braves went into that inning trailing by seven runs. Now, was there a situation earlier in that game, because it's obvious that the Reds were up by seven runs at one time, and let's just say hypothetically, without going back and looking at it historically, that in the seventh inning, the Reds were up seven to zero, or up seven runs, and it wasn't seven to zero, it was some other runs in there. But let's say the Braves were ahead. I mean, the Reds were ahead to seven, seventh inning. They get a man on first, and the manager goes, uh, just take it easy over, uh, Charles. We don't want you still in second because it makes the other team look bad. We're, by the way, we're up by seven runs. Let's don't score anymore. Just keep your station over here. The guy at the bat's going to strike out because we don't want to rub it in. And then the Braves come back and score seven runs in the bottom of the ninth to win the game. You see where I'm going with that? This doesn't make a lot of sense, now does it? You know, without a clock, the game is not over until the final out is made. Being up nine runs sometime, it, it, it would be like, and I'm going to use this comparison. It's kind of bad in a way, but it, I think when you hear it, it'll make sense to you. Let's say in a football game, you're up 52 to nothing. You have three minutes left in the football game. Is the team that's trailing 52 to nothing have a chance to win that game? No. No, 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 no. You're, you're going to tell me that this could happen, this could happen, that could happen. There's no way you can score 52 points in three minutes. It, it, it would not happen. A basketball game. Let's say you're up by 20 points with a minute left. Are, are you going to win that game? Yes. Is there a chance that other team could make up 20 points in one minute? And basketball might be a little more possible. But you, I want you to think about this. In one minute, you're down 20. You have to have a seven three-pointers to win by one point. Seven three-pointers. Can you make seven three-pointers in one minute? It's possible. But a lot of things have got to happen. But you're not going to win. Baseball game, if you're up nine runs in the ninth inning, which is equivalent to, let's say, the minute in the basketball game or the three minutes in the football game, do you have a legitimate chance to win? Yes. Because until that third out is made, 
the game's not over. There's no clock that will end the game for you. You can, one guy get a hit, next guy got a hit, somebody hits a home run, another guy gets hit, another guy gets hit, somebody hits a home run, now you got six runs. Until there's three outs made, you got a chance to win the game. So, no, you do not let off the gas at any point in the game. You play the game every inning, you play every at bat, in my opinion, like it's one to nothing or it's zero to zero. You know, I heard Alan Eubanks one time, the coach at Huntington High School, say his, one of his goals in every game is to score at least one run per inning. And when you do that, you're going to win in a high school game seven to nothing if the other team doesn't score. But if you score seven runs a game, you had a pretty good chance of winning. So you never let off the gas. So uh, the unwritten rules, somebody needs to unwrite them. Wait a minute. They're already unwritten. So if they're unwritten, guess what? You can't break them. But anyway, I've rambled enough on about that. That's just how I feel about that. That's something uh, outside that local stuff that you talk about that, uh, that, that's been on my mind. So I thought I'd get it off of it. You know, and release a little frustration. You know, I didn't do a podcast last week. Been a busy time. And uh, I'm internet, to be honest with you, that our house has been kind of sketchy. And we're hoping at some point in the next 20 years to get that resolved. Hopefully, uh, in the next year, maybe. But anyway, sometimes you just have to deal with the hand you're dealt, so to speak. But let's look at uh, uh, tonight. This is Monday, May the 2nd, if I got that right. May the 2nd, yeah. Got my hand in dandy little notebook out, looked at the date, calendar, says May the 2nd. The Mustangs play down at Jackson State today at 4.30. Uh, they play Southside, which is not a district game, so their district schedule is over. Thought about making that trip, but I'm not going to. I'm instead going to go to Gibson County where the Phillies play the Lady Pioneers at 5 o'clock. And it's a district game. Okay, why that's important is the fact that the Phillies need a win to tie for the regular season division, I mean, uh, district title. If they win today over Gibson County, a team they've already beaten this year, they will be tied with Westview for the district title. It's a big deal. Good year for the Phillies. Are like it uh, now. At, uh, I believe their record is nineteen and seven. I think if I've got that right, if memory serves me correctly. They had a big week last week, and uh, but I asked uh, I asked Coach Fuller if uh, what the uh, district tournament was going to look like. And she told me where it was going to be because Huntington's boys, I know where it is. It's settled. But she told me that at first, whoever won the district would host it. And then she told me the next day that she had kind of had that wrong. Uh, because although Huntington, if they win today, they're going to be tied for the top of the district. Westview owns the tiebreaker. And the way I understand it, it's a little crazy because first tiebreaker part of it is head to head. And then they, they told me that uh, they thought the second tiebreaker, the next tiebreaker or the tiebreaker that broke it was uh run scored against. And I, they didn't know if that was in the district or that was uh, within the, the entire season, like probably within the district. 
and or against each other it may have been because Westview be Hayden eleven to two, and then Hayden uh, put yourselves in this position last week by defeating Westview at home five to one. One of the better played softball games I've seen in a long, long time, and uh, you know that's kind of unfair. Might be an unwritten rule. I don't know. It's kind of unfair that uh, that's the tiebreaker. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't have any control over that. But anyway, the Phillies will play Thursday. They'll play the whoever the third seed is in the district. And I'm not sure who the third, fourth, and fifth seeds are. I'll be honest with you. Uh, because I tried to look that up yesterday and all the places you can look stuff up like that. Nobody's updated it. And the TWSWA website is so hard to navigate, it's just impossible. you think somebody would have the district standings out there somewhere. But they didn't. Uh, but anyway, uh, I do know the Phillies will play the number three seed. I think it's 7 o'clock Thursday. Uh, whoever finishes fourth and fifth will play game prior to that. And that will be all at Martin Westview because they own the tiebreaker. So, but I'll be at Huntington High School, and I'll tell you why. The Mustangs are going to finish fifth. Uh, one in seven, one of the worst years in a long time for Mustang baseball. Uh, but, you know, they played well uh, at times. They not played that bad here lately. They've been playing uh, pretty decent, I think, after some games where uh, it seemed like it was 11-1 to every game they played. That they, You know, they, they're only 4-18, and 18, I believe, for the season. 1-7 uh, within the district. And uh, – but they'll play Union City – Thursday at uh, 7 o'clock, I think, and uh, I have that bracket somewhere close. But that's the only district game they won this year was over Union City at Huntington. So, uh, and then if they win that game, they'll have to go play Milan on Friday night. Milan is the one seed. I do know that. And they were tied with Westview, but they evidently own the tiebreaker also. And Westview will be the two seed. Uh, Gibson County will be the three seed, and uh, Union City the four seed, and Huntington the fifth seed. Now, I will say this as uh, uh, just kind of throw this out there as bad as uh, or as you know disappointing in a season maybe as the Mustangs have had, that this district, the boys' district tournament, I think it's up in the air because I've seen all teams play. Uh, there's not that much difference between the top and the bottom. Mustangs have struggled mainly because they don't have the dominant pitching they've had maybe sometimes in the past. Uh, they struggled hitting the baseball sometimes. You know, they played two games last week, won one of them. One of them was a two-to-one win against Lexington, in which they only had uh, four hits uh, in that game, but won two-to-one. Kind of a great pitching performance by Blake Reeves. And then uh, – the next night, they played Trenton, one of the better teams in the area, supposedly. They're in that Jackson Sun top 10 or whatever. And they only lost that game 5-1 where they only managed three hits. So they played two games, had seven hits in two games, and uh, and won one of them. So they struggled with the bats a little bit. Their pitching was a little suspect. But, you know, if they get on a roll, they've been playing pretty well lately, as I said. Uh, anything can happen. Uh, I really think the Phillies are 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 going to finish second or first in that district. It's really up in the air at the top, and it's going to be Union's. I mean, I think it's going to be Westview and Huntington that comes out of the girls' district tournament, and I'll be doing PA at the boys uh, the entire time. So 
Uh, I'll miss uh, the girls and I and probably miss it anyway because you can't be two places at one time. Uh, no, you can't be one place two times. Or fool me once, fool me twice. You know, I, you know what I'm talking about. But I can't be everywhere. So uh, I, I volunteered or I didn't volunteer. I was asking. I'm doing PA at the, the district tournament. So uh, I'll be committed to that. And just as well, I have to be at one place or the other anyway. Uh, but I think the girls are going to finish at least first or at least second. And uh, they'll uh, play a region game next week, not this week. or Well, probably the week after that as graduation is coming up pretty soon. And it's all happening here at once. And uh, it'll be interesting. It'll be a fun time. So if you want to see some good baseball, go out to Hayden uh, starting Thursday. I think it's seven o'clock i think there's only one game thursday two games friday two games saturday and so on but anyway uh that'll be that so with all that being said uh go watch girls over at martin wherever you want to go either one be fine but that's going to do it for me this week uh sorry about last week uh, it's just been a busy time i'm going to try to squeeze in whatever i can and when i can and uh, thank you for listening. Keep on listening, and I'll have this posted before the day's over. See you next week.